is W6, where RJ Broadhead dives into the who, what, where, when, why, and how they all come together for a Tiger Cats win. Win, 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 win. If the Tiger Cats are going to have a chance to host the East semifinal, they have to win at home on Friday. This is W6. I'm RJ Broadhead. That's the deal for the Tiger Cats. Win or Montreal will clinch the East semifinal game at home. Montreal can also clinch if they beat the Elks in Edmonton on Saturday. So the Tiger Cats' only chance at hosting a playoff game is get the win at home against BC on Friday, and Montreal needs to lose to Edmonton on Saturday. Then that would set up an epic final game of the regular season in Montreal where the Tiger Cats and Owls would play to determine which team hosts the East semifinal. So a Ticats loss or a Montreal win would deem that final game of the regular season meaningless. So fingers crossed for meaningful. The Tiger Cats got their record back to 500 for the first time since they stepped on the field in Game 1. They left the field that day under 500 and worked hard to get it back to 8-8 eight and eight on the season. They've won back-to-back games for the third time and have won five of their last seven games. The only team to beat them in that stretch was Toronto, both times. It will be a tough game on Friday at 7 at Tim Hortons Field. The BC Lions still have a shot at finishing in first in the West Division and a bye to the West Final. The Lions have to win to keep their chances of that alive. A Lions loss to the Ticats means Winnipeg clinches first in the West Division. Winnipeg has a bye this week, so they'll be cheering for the Tiger Cats on Friday. That doesn't happen too often. The Lions are 11-5 this season, joining Winnipeg and Toronto as the only teams in the CFL with double-digit wins. The what this week is what a game it's going to be. Both teams have to win to make their road to the Grey Cup a little more advantageous. Getting to the Lions quarterback, Vernon Adams, is difficult but important. The Tiger Cats have been able to do that lately. Over the past two games, they've accumulated five sacks. Jamal Davis is big, strong, and a great addition to the Cats' D-line. He's six foot four, 250 pounds, spent some time in the NFL, including last season with the Chargers. He's been with Montreal. He was released by the Alouettes and signed by Hamilton on September 27th. He played his first game with the Ticats three days later. So the Tiger Cats put him right into the lineup, and he performed well. In two games, he's only been part of wins as a Tiger Cat and has two quarterback sacks. That was my goal coming in is just making a name and just showing the coaches that, uh, you know, I could be reliable and I can make plays for the defense. You left Montreal and found out you were going to, to be in Hamilton. What were your thoughts? Uh, man, my thoughts right away was it was a major coach, coaching staff that I was coming to, Coach O and the entire coaching staff, Coach Mark and, uh, Andrews, just everybody, you know, was amazing. Like, you know, and I'm just happy that I'm here. I saw you out there. Uh, looks like you uh, like to be a, a bit vocal, too. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, I love being vocal. You know, and I'm with vocal guys like Simone, you know, Lawrence. He tells me to be vocal, more vocal, too. So I'm happy to be here, man. It, it's the dope defense and amazing to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Simone, that's part of part of his game, so I'm sure he he likes a, a partner out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He does, you know, and I, I heard all about him before coming to Hamilton, so that was a part of it, too, you know, just wanting to be with a group of guys that I knew could make plays around me as well, so that's that's amazing as well. 
when you look at how this season's going to play out, it's got to go through Montreal if you're going to get to a Grey Cup. Are you excited about that? I'm very excited. Uh, you know, that's a game that I got circled. Uh, you know, that's a game I'm focused on. I don't want to get too hard, far ahead, but, you know, I'm most definitely looking forward to that game as well. This game is at Tim Hortons Field. That answers the where on W6. The aura of invincibility at Tim Hortons Field is coming back. The Tiger Cats have won their last two games at home, beating Winnipeg and Calgary, and they'll try to beat a third West Division team at home on Friday. Overall, the Ticats are 3-5 and five at Tim Hortons Field. They've won two straight at home. BC is 5-3 and three on the road. They've won two straight on the road. By the way, if you're into good luck, the last two wins at home have come with the Tiger Cats wearing all black. The Tiger Cats at home have worn all black three times. They have a record of 2-1 and one, winning their last two, as mentioned. They've worn black tops and gold pants four times at home, with a record of 1-3, and three, losing their last two in a row in that kit. And they've worn the Made in the Hammer uniforms on Labor Day. That was not a win. Apparently, the uniform decision is made at the start of the season, so it doesn't necessarily go with the old superstition of don't change your socks or whatever else when you're winning. Let's look at the win. The last time these two teams met was in BC on August the 26th. It was the Tiger Cats' 10th game of the season. The Cats were coming off that season-low loss to Edmonton at home. They dropped two straight and finished the first half of the season at 3-6. and six. Going into that game, off of that Edmonton loss, not many gave the Tiger Cats a chance against a Lions team that had not lost at home to that point. The Tiger Cats played one of their best games of the season, beating BC 30-13. They were led by former Lion James Butler. He was pumped to face his former club as he rushed for 118 yards. He scored a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, so expect the newly crowned 1,000-yard rusher to be on it again Friday against the Lions. Yeah, super important, you know what I'm saying, for both teams. You know, we, we both, uh, you know, late in this season are having lots to play for. So, obviously, that's super exciting. But, but yeah, we just got to take one game at a time. You know, we know that, you know, obviously, I know a lot of those guys. And I know that the game they just played, they're going to be super, a lot of emotions running high. So, we just got to go out there and execute. It's been six games since the Tiger Cats last played the Lions. Surprisingly, James Butler has had only one touchdown and one 100-yard rushing game since. Why the Tiger Cats should win is their offense is coming off a dominant effort against Saskatchewan last week. Bo Levi Mitchell returned. His timing was excellent despite being out for 10 weeks. Mitchell played the first quarter, notched the team's longest passing play of the season, an 88-yarder to Tim White, and threw a touchdown to Omar Bayless. Matt Schiltz played the last three quarters and was really, really good. He's come in in the last two games and orchestrated a touchdown on his first drive both times. Omar Bayless caught a touchdown pass from both Mitchell and Schiltz, but won't play against BC due to injury. That's the same with Sean Thomas Erlington. Coming into the lineup are Hergie Mayala and Darrell Walker, a two-time CFL All-Star. Both are CFL veterans with great resumes. The offense has looked really good, but the defense has been the story. It's back-to-back -back games where they've kept opponents to 15 points or fewer. They've allowed one touchdown in their last two games. They had another stop on a third and short. 
It's the fourth time this season they've taken the ball away on short yardage. All four have turned out to be wins. They had one of those against BC last game where the Lions tried a third and short on their first drive of the game. That stop gave the Ticats momentum leading to the win. The D hasn't allowed opponents to advance into the red zone in two straight games. They held the Riders to just 179 yards passing and had five takeaways that turned into 14 points for the Ticats. They've had an interception in five of their last six games. Stavros Katsantonis had his fifth interception of the season in that game against the Riders. It was a highlight reel catch. He leapt up with one hand to tip it to himself and secured the ball for the diving interception. I've seen it a few times. It definitely was a uh, was it was a cool one to get. Definitely will hold a special place. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, just glad that we could go in there, get a win, and uh, you know, be one step closer uh, to the playoffs and, and to a Grey Cup at home. I know you're you're aware of everything that's going on. Demario Houston currently with Winnipeg has seven interceptions. You have five. You're tied for second spot. Two games to go. Are you thinking about a statistic like that, that it's it's possible you could lead the league in that category? Um, I mean, yeah, th- those things are always cool. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just making my play when it comes to me, um, you know, and if, and if that's two more interceptions, three more, or just one more, I mean, I'm just going to be there to make my play. So um, if I do happen to go, go up and, and lead, that's okay. But uh, at the end of the day, it's about hoisting the trophy. So anything we can do to do that, if, if that means making more, more picks or, or more plays, you know, uh, I'll, I'll more power to that. Your timing is exceptional. We see it with interceptions. We see it with hits. What do you attribute that great timing to? Uh, you know, I mean, our, our coaches do a great job preparing us each week. Um, you know, I got to give credit to, you know, Coach Wash, uh, Coach O, um, Coach Melvin, Coach Ross, and, and just how they prep us each week, just being able to see things uh, just before they happen, um, you know, whether they line up a certain way or, or quarterback does a certain thing or, you know, just little things like that. So um, definitely got to attribute that to watching the film and, uh, you know, also having great players around me, uh, being able to, uh, you know, ha- have been – been uh been around a lot of veteran guys um you know in, in kind of my uh coming into the cfl and stuff like that with guys like brooks um you know roly uh tunde uh mike daly so just to be able to have guys like that around me um you know is definitely attributed to that and uh, at the end of the day i just you know l- love to make plays as well so um anytime you can do that especially in front of the home crowd is always a always a big thing well you had some big hits in front of the home crowd in that calgary game uh, a big hit on reggie begleton who was their top receiver early uh-huh. in the game and and whether that changed things or not it looked like there were some tentative receivers going over the middle and and rob hitchcock's name got got mentioned as as he was such a hard-hitting safety is that kind of the reputation you want other teams to expect from you for every game yeah definitely i think um you know anyone as a safety always wants to be recognized as a hard hitter a guy that you don't want to throw across the middle against um so you know to be able to be compared to the likes of a great like rob um is definitely an honor um especially at a, in a in a place like this but uh yeah yeah anytime you can make a hit uh i mean it's it's tackle football so uh, that's that was the thing that initially got me into the sport was being able to hit people. So um, anytime I can do that is obviously obviously a good time and a fun time. Stavros, you're a nice guy. I love chatting with you on the field. You throw these amazing hits. You, you're you're violent in a good football way. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anything change in your personality when you when you're on the field? Um, I mean, may, maybe a little. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably probably a little bit more meaner on the field. Um, but at the end of the day, I just really love this game. So, um, 
the the violence is a part of it so that's that's a fun thing being able to go out there and, and just hit someone that's not on your team uh that you don't know or, or have no i guess feeling for so um at the end of the day it's just you know obviously within the rules but uh but just being able to go out there and just just hit people is, is a fun thing that's that's what football is all about and uh, i think that's why a lot of fans pay pay to come watch this game so Absolutely, especially in Hamilton, and they they love their defense. Two games now where you've held opponents 15 points or or fewer. One touchdown allowed in the last two games. What's been going right with this defense down the stretch? Yeah, I think we're just gelling, uh, meshing at the right time. Uh, you know, guys are, are the moment's not too big for them. So you got a lot of guys that, um, you know, have stepped into starting roles like uh, Dexter Lawrence, um, you know, uh, Kenneth George moving over, to the, moving over to the half, and then obviously Will Sunderland coming in. All guys that have, have played before, but I think they're just getting more comfortable, building more confidence, and uh, you can see it each week in their preparation and, uh, you know, and how, they're, how they're performing on the field. They're making plays. They're not, they're not giving up anything um, over the top, and that's obviously showed over the past, like you said, two games, uh, one touchdown. So um, that's definitely a big thing. Anytime you can hold teams to one touchdown or less in any game is definitely a plus for, for our offense and getting them back on the field. A lot at stake on Friday against uh, BC. They're battling for the West. You're still hoping for a home playoff game. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Games like this down the stretch? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're, we're definitely excited for uh, you know th- that game on, on Friday and just to be out in front of Steel Town. And uh, we know they're going to bring it, and that's, that's going to fuel us for sure on Friday night. There's a chance this could be the Tiger Cats' last game at Tim Hortons Field this season. So be there if you can. They'll be playing to make sure they have one or two more games at home. As always, you can listen to the game on the Ticats Audio Network. Bubba and Andy host the pregame show at 6. Luke Tasker and I have the play-by-play at 7. Listen.ticats.ca is where you'll find it. Should be a great game. The Lions need to win to have a chance to finish first in the West. The Ticats need to win to have a chance to host the East semifinal. Now that you've got your W6 for this week's game, give the Ticats Audio Network a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your audio content.